Live from the Business Radio X studio in Atlanta, it's time for Dental Business Radio. Brought to you by Practice Quotient. Practice Quotient bridges the gap between the provider and payer communities. Now here's your host, Patrick O'Rourke. Hi there, friends of the dental business community. This is your host, Patrick O'Rourke. Thank you for joining us. I would like to welcome Christine Taxon to the show today. Christine, how are you? Hello, everybody. Now, Christine is originally from uh, New York City. She's worked really hard to um, limit her accent. You may pick it up, just FYI, for all of my Southern friends down here. Um, Now, Christine is no longer in New York, though. She's in Florida, where all of the New Yorkers go, so that they can tell us native Floridians that that's not how you do it in New York. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I've never heard that before. Um, so, Christine, yes. how are you this this afternoon? I am wonderful. And I am trying to pick up that southern drawl, but it's not common. Are, are you eating grits? You have to eat grits and it will help. Grits, okay. Um, well, grits are good, but mashed potatoes are better. For, right? bre- for breakfast? For any meal. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying keep an open mind. Okay, I'll keep an open mind. Yeah. But it's so, the, you know, like I come off harsh and rough and abrasive, and Southern women come off sweet and honey like, but they're more dangerous than people like me. Okay. All right. I want to be them. <laughs> I don't See, want to uh, know I'm coming. When I. <laughs> I grew up in Florida. When I got to Georgia, I, and I really do appreciate the Southern culture, right? So in Atlanta, if you get off on a plane from Tokyo, and you walk into a public supermarket, somebody's going to say, good morning, how are you? And if you don't say good morning back, then you're the weird one, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in New York and where I'm from in Tampa, that does not happen, right? So people are like, good morning. You're like, I don't know you. Um and so it took me a little bit of getting used to. So down here or up, you know, in Georgia, I, I just, I, I said, look, you know, I'm very direct. Cause when I first got here for people were like, well, you sure don't beat around the bush, do you boy? And I'm like, Mm-mm, don't, uh, in New York, like saying, how you're doing? People get upset. They're like, yo, why are you wasting my time? Just get to the point. You know, yeah. it's just a it's different a, it's culture. Not a, it's not a very friendly. It was at one time, but it's, changed dramatically people walk with their headphones on they're looking down they're not talking to anybody and that's just the way it is you're lucky if you walk into a building and get greeted never mind and you have to sign in to almost every building and nobody even looks at you well security is very important christine yeah so Well, at any rate, one of the things that I do appreciate and admire about you is that your directness, it makes me laugh a lot. (laughs) Um, So now for I know you and we have hung out uh, several times. So for our listeners who do are not familiar with the charms and Southern hospitality of Christine Taxon, why don't you just give us a brief history of what you do now and how you came to do that. Okay. Well, um, the briefest point is that I worked in medical 
the medical field at Mount Sinai Hospital for the Chief of Spine Surgery. I've worked in dental since I was about 16 as a part-time job. And then later on, married a doctor, a dentist. So, of course, I kind of combined both worlds when I decided to start uh, dental medical billing. After getting trained in TMD, sleep apnea, and all the perio issues that happen to patients that take a lot of medication, I decided it was time for somebody to help patients get reimbursements because it's not a dental problem. It's a medical problem. The medication they have to take always has consequences. So why not have that coverage available for them? I learned that on my daughter's end, which is a hard way to learn a lesson. But because she was on a lot of medications at a very young age with a father that's a dentist, she started needing root canals and losing teeth. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know why. And I was determined to figure that out. So I've been part of the oral systemic screaming match that we've had in, the, in our country for a while. So I'm happy to say that it's been a exciting adventure for me with combining both. Um, I've met a lot of great people in our industry who are willing and able to want to do this more and more so than ever. And um, medical is part of how we need to look at patients before we just tell them what they need. That was the the biggest issue I had in dentistry. They're not telling a patient how they got that way. So, of course, it's going to keep happening. Mm -hmm. How did you lose that one tooth? How did you, you know, what medications are you taking? Is it always going to be a perio issue? Probably because the perio is the beginning of that medication on a lot of patients. It starts because they have a medication that's damaging the mucosis or the tooth structure. It's not because people aren't brushing or flossing. (laughs) So let me restate this back in my own words. So the oral systemic, what Christine is saying um, from the, you know, in dental insurance and in health insurance, we say, well, you know, oral health care is, you know, part of overall health care. Um, and so, we're, you know, dentists, the dentist world has their CDT codes and there's a, um, and then there's medical codes and then there's a convergence of these um, when you have conditions like diabetes or perhaps you're pregnant um, or, you know, you have, you're undergoing some sort of chemo, but there's many, many, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, Christine could name some more. I'm just naming mm-hmm. ones off the top of my head um, <clears throat> that cause perio um, issues. And so it's not being coded properly and um, being managed across the disciplines of the general dentist, the radiologist, the, um, and then the primary care physician. Would I be stating that correctly for? You're 100% correct. Okay, very good. Uh, and so this is 
always been a conversation piece for as long as I've been in the business, which is 20 plus years. Um, and it's continued. It's probably at a, you know, it's right at its height, its zenith, and will continue to be so. Um, I don't think that it will be going away anytime soon. Uh, and so you lecture on this. You wrote a very long and big book that's bigger than the Bible. I bought it. It was like a hundred bucks. Uh, I can't say that I read it. I'll be honest. I gave it to John Ray. Um, John Ray <laughs> likes to read stuff like that. Um, and but I have it. I thought that that was really good. Where you did like cross coding. What's mm-hmm. a like? Explain that. Um, explain that particular Shakespearean novel to me. Okay. Well, my Shakespearean novel has changed and grown into different modules of training. Because not every office is going to do every single type of medical cross-coding. So what we've done is I collaborated with the AMA. And, um, of course, you when you collaborate with the AMA or the ADA, you have to pay to collaborate. Because every time you use the codes, you are using their material. It's their information. So in saying that, I established the book. So I have a sleep apnea belt medical billing course-coded book. I have a pedo course-coded book, so on and so forth. And then I went... Pedo and sleep apnea? Pedo sleep apnea with ortho in it. There's a lot of ortho medical billing that's very big right now. In fact, at the insurance extravaganza... Uh, we have quite a few uh, offices that are doing pedo, sleep, and ortho, and they want to learn how to build it to the medical world. So they're, you know, that's that's a big topic right now. But anyway, we are now credentialed to give the tests out for pay, for office people in the dental world to be credentialed in this building and so it's i'm the only company that's able to have them become credentialed are you talking about the providers getting credentialed uh, whoever on their team is doing their medical billing so this is more like a certification though right it's it is but the medical world has always had it i've been credentialed medical for a long time so if I send John Ray down there and John Ray sits in the class and he's working at a medical practice, I'm just using him as an example because I can see him. Um, and he gets the certification, right? He gets through it. He passes a test. I'm assuming you have some sort of test. Yeah, make sure you can read, which you make sure you give him that test. And then he get he he passes it, right? And now he is certified. And so through the event, the insurance extravaganza, Christine Taxon School of Medical Dental Billing, then he is certified. And so then other employers or his employer will know that John Ray knows what he's talking about when it comes to submitting in claims for sleep apnea and pediatric, whether it's medical and or dental, and then how to coordinate benefits. Mm-hmm. Well, coordinate, you know, really insurance, if you look at the rules, medical is always primary. 
Dental mm-hmm. is not really insurance. It's really a policy that people buy, whether it's a company that's buying it or you buy it individually. It's not considered primary. It's not considered primary. That that part is true. But yes. you said it's also not insurance, which I'm sure some folks that are listening to this, they friends on the insurance carrier side are like, well, then how come it's regulated by the Department of Insurance and we have to file? Well, it is regulated. I'm not saying it's not regulated. It's an additional policy. It's not part of your medical policy. It's not in a medical policy. It's right. So it's a supplemental insurance that is very specific, almost like a rider for your teeth. Okay. It's not an an all-encompassing comprehensive coverage where there's no limit, right? Um, It is a different type of insurance and I, I totally, I, I, don't, I do not disagree, by the way. I just think it's funny and I'm kind of poking the bear a little bit. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have. I'm saying that it's in the world of billing. Let's say the world of billing. Your medical is considered your primary. That's true, right? And then, so by, by billing medical in the world of dental treatment, we've been told we can't. But that's not true. There are laws on the books that allow a DDS, a DMD, an oral surgeon, all of these to be able to bill because it's actually considered a discrimination of a patient not being able to submit their insurance claim to their medical. Medical approves or disapproves upon the medical necessity. It has, it should not have any restrictions on who is providing the treatment. So they wrote a law saying it's discrimination to a patient to have a medical policy that cannot be used by all of these providers. Now, can the policy of the company put in a requirement, some do, and say, you know, we don't cover this, or we only cover if an oral surgeon does it. That's different, but the law is very clear. The law is clear. We are able to bill medical for medical necessity treatment. In fact, if you look at any Medicare writer, they have specific things that can be done on a patient according to what is allowed in their policy. There's no restriction on what type of DMD or DDS it is. It's just what you have to prove that is needed. Okay. So I'm going to play um, the dentist here, Dr. O'Rourke. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're saying to me that I can build medical for certain things that I'm doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's say braces, let's say kids. Let's say sleep apnea. Right? And, and you pick one, right? Anyone that's okay. Well, I'm, the, I'm the doctor, and I'm not doing it right now. I'm just saying, hey, listen, 
patient. I did this. You can bill your insurance if you want, but you're going to pay me whatever my fee is. Okay. Now, why mm-hmm. do I want to then bill? Why do I want to bill medical? Why do I want to send? Well, John isn't Ray it down? better to have patients that can get some reimbursement? I mean, I always look at it as, as a consumer. When I teach this, I'm a consumer. Mm-hmm. Why is it that we're against the consumer coming into our practice if they have the opportunity to collect that money? It is their money. They pay. You know, I'm a Medicare recipient right now already. I pay to have that insurance. Nobody nobody understands that even Medicare costs money to a Medicare patient. But I do. So why would I not want to put a claim in? Does it matter how much I get reimbursed back? Whatever it is, it's better for me as the consumer for the treatment I need provided. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at it. So I'll ask doctors that say to me, well, I'm an out-of-network doctor in everything. That's fine. I have no problem with that. But are your patients asking you for a copy of the the routing slip so they can bill it? Because what's if a, they're not what's a routing slip. Well, around you know, the list of codes and it has to have his information because they can't bill it without it. Once he's giving them that information, they're allowed to bill it on their own. So it's mm-hmm. not even the doctor that has to do the work, but he has to give them the information to be able to bill it which includes his NPI number, which Mm -hmm. is how you can't get paid without the doctor's information. He is obligated to share that. In fact, you could go online and look up your doctor's NPI number. Would anybody not? So whenever, whenever a patient wants to bill, they don't even need the doctor's approval. So wouldn't you rather know who's billing medical? That's what I say to a doctor. If and what does the doctor say? They they still don't understand. Everybody wants to talk about consumer and being extra nice to patients. And you know, I feel that the dental world has accomplished that much better than the medical world. We do treat patients with more care and understanding and and you know, welcome them into the practice, but yet. We're not helping them get get reimbursed. Well, to be fair, I think that it, there's this is a broad general statement. Um, however, in the dental world, they're not tied into um, so many draconian price cuts and tied to the Medicare fee schedule, which could be good, but usually not. Um, you know, we're in, in medical, it's since in the past 15 years, the reimbursement rate for medical, generally speaking, is going way down. Uh, and so unless you've joined an ACO somewhere that can protect your interests, that will keep it the same, um, it'll go down. Um, this is my, my understanding of it. The so difference in Medicare, which is not understood in our world is that you do not need to be an in-network provider. You could be a non-participating provider, which allows you to bill the patient and the patient gets reimbursed. 
This is correct. Yep. That's the trap. So understanding why, why are we afraid of Medicare versus Delta? Let me ask that question. Why are we not afraid of dental implant plans? California suing De- Delta Dental again this year. What? Yeah. You know, what for, Christine? Oh, well, you know, not, not grandfathering in people that have been premier for a long time, mm. lowering fees. Lowering fees. Yeah. Can what? you imagine? All the dental fees have gone down. How are we going to make this up? Revenue wise. Wow. So they're they're lowering the fees in California mm-hmm. in a, a really drastic manner. Mm. And don't think it's not happening in other states. California and, and in an inflationary out. environment. And yeah, the cost right. of doing business for dental practices is going skyrocketing, not going down. Absolutely. That's puzzling to me. But I don't want to digress. Um, I don't want to digress on that because, you know. No, but my feeling is if you want to keep a good patient uh, review and comments and having people come in, when you start even billing medical for one of the things, say sleep apnea, I have a client right now who's been with me for just two years. She got certified in the medical billing with the sleep apnea. Her boss only does sleep apnea. They've increased their practice in the last two years by over 300 patients. They pay in bulk and she gets them reimbursed. And they have word of mouth that is going like wildfire. Now. So it's awesome. He he was unable to do private practice anymore for uh, medical reasons. And he is able to do this sleep appliance. He's going to be adding TMD. He is working four days a week, part-time, and blowing it out of the park. Because Carla and... Anybody could go look at my website and pull up her. She grew that practice in two years enormously, enormously. She's learned how to do everything with us. She's complimented us. He, he's complimented us. She'll again be at the insurance extravaganza, which I have her coming as a kind of participant. Because hearing those stories helps people understand why I think that in improving your abilities to do more for patients isn't about coffee. It's about helping them get the reimbursement because things are expensive through the roof in everybody's pocket. And this will help patients understand the need for treatment, and what we could do to help them achieve that goal. Amen. Financially. So let's talk. You've mentioned extravaganza, and that sounds mm-hmm. very, very exciting. Um, and I know it's in Orlando. Yep. Uh, and unfortunately, I cannot get down there this year. 
I know. I was going to do that, but I wanted to be sure to, why don't you help explain to me and to John Ray, because he loves parties like that, um, and to all of our listeners out there in the dental business listener land, which includes folks from all parts of the dental business industry. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the dental, what is the, what Paul Taxon, shout out to Paul, is calling the best meeting of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is the insurance extravaganza 2023, the dental revenue cycle conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of people there that I respect, including you, but why don't I know a little bit about it, but let's say I didn't. Could mm-hmm. you help me understand about the extravaganza? Absolutely. My concept was having the best people in the industry help me help patients. And so it's also this year, especially going to help prevent your practices from losing revenue. And so nobody likes to lose money. That's bad. Yeah. You don't want to lose money, but everything is going up. Supplies are going up. Everything is going through the roof. Look at the salaries that people are asking if you could get somebody to work. So we have a great lineup of people that are going to speak about revenue cycle and the success of managing that. We're going to have people understanding from a DSO's perspective, because this is another issue in our country. We think we're competing with a DSO. We're not competing with a DSO. We can learn from DSOs as a private facility or practice with three. That's how I look at it, because collaboration is the key to success. You cannot be successful without other important people in our industry. I don't know what these people um, do every day because it's not what I do, but it's as important as learning how to build correctly, because without it, you can't track it. So revenue is going to be a big part of our discussions, how to track it, what to look for, and not to compete in the world of DSO. There's no competition. There's reasons why they can make money in a downturn year, because they have better buying power, They have completely trained team members. They add whatever needs to be added, and they educate continuously. And some of the private practices still do not understand that concept of constant education. Um, So that's the mornings. And in the afternoons, we're going to have sessions where they can individually choose what they want to learn whether it's more dental coding, whether it's Medicare, whether it's sleep apnea billing or ortho billing, oral surgery billing. So we have a gambit of courses that could help everybody learn how to do this. And, you know, my partner in crime, Teresa Duncan, you know, she is going to do industry trends for the new year. And what's happening, which will help explain why learning how to code better 
even if it's just dental, and mm-hmm. obtaining more benefits is going to be so important. And I'm going to be teaching the systemic infection extra benefits in the dental world that was added because the importance of it is not just do you have coverage, but how do we help those patients stay healthier? Mm-hmm. So believe it or not, our job in the in the oral world is how do you help a diabetic's pH level stay at a better area? Well, we have to see them more often. And most brilliant, think about it, diabetics can have an amputation or lose their eyesight. And we're telling the world, yeah, your oral cavity is where the pH level goes up and down. And we don't have any benefits for you. They had no choice but to put those in. And I'm grateful to the dental companies for adding those benefits for those patients. So mm-hmm. now they could be seen four times a year. They yes. have more benefits. Mm-hmm. So thank you, dental insurance companies. We do yes. shout out. Yes. So uh, we could do maybe the major cleanup of patients, bone grafting and implants, whatever, if we have to on a patient. But you don't want to do that until they're healthier. So those benefits are going to be extremely important to people that have diabetes, lupus, arthritis, any of those arenas, because all of those are systemic diseases, which 90% of us don't even know what the systemic infections stem from COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say, you know, that COVID well, is not only thing, but we do have, you bring up COVID. I'm going to tell you, we have a lot of offices now seeing a lot of oral health destruction with COVID long haul COVID issues And we also have people that wore masks for a long time. We're calling it mask mountain. So there is codes for that also. John, you can take your mask off, buddy. That's amazing. You know, like people still are wearing masks. If you go to New York. I've seen seen them. Not not a lot in Georgia, but. Um, no, but what I'm saying is, whether you believe in it or not, that's not my problem, and not my. I, I'm not going to tell somebody what to do. You're, you're just saying that it's causing some issues. But there is a there is a problem stemming from wearing a mask for a long period of time, which is causing decay, perio, and a lot gambit of uh, issues for those patients that they never had before, but because you're breathing in carbon dioxide for eight hours a day. And you may not be brushing your teeth either. So you just might be sucking in yuck mouth all day long, like your own stench. Yeah. Like, is that, that could be a condition that has not been even created yet. There might not be an ICD-10 code for that. Oh, Um, no, we have ICD-10 codes for a lot of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll take that back. So, like COVID has caused issues in the body, whether you had it, let's say you had COVID really bad, and they call you a long hauler, 
or which has a website, which is unbelievable, like a 15-year-old kid woke up and lost a tooth for no reason. Really? Or people that are wearing masks for a long period of time, when you breathe in your own oxygen all day, it turns to carbon dioxide, you get bad breath, which is you are eating with uh, pulling up a mask, eating, pulling down a mask, chewing. Of course, there's like a lot of damage being done to the oral cavity. Hmm. So we're seeing more decay and more perio due to those combinations of things. That That's interesting. Um, that's really interesting. It's something to monitor going forward since there's nobody in our, you know, lifetime or like, you know, even generations before I've seen anything like this uh, on a global scale and certainly didn't have the technology to track it. Um, but systemic issues also, you know, call it chronic. So most of the healthcare expenses in this country are tied to chronic conditions like diabetes. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, how do we bend the healthcare cost curve when you you know take this conversation and and take it from a micro perspective you know in a dental practice and bring it out to the macroeconomic um, view of healthcare and in, in you know you know this country I'll just speak about because that's really what I know but I know as a whole and I think that that's where you're trying to continue to drive the information and uh, attention and productivity. Um, and education yeah. through the insurance extravaganza absolutely, um, as well as tying it into revenue be, so that folks understand that they're not going to. And people are not, I think after COVID, we have a opportunity to really discuss with patients the oral bacteria, like everybody was afraid of transmission. Well, we know already inherently in the gentle world, that transmission from a parent to a child, a parent that has periodontal disease, kisses a child, you're transmitting it. Or you're having a birthday cake and everybody puts a fork in the same cake and then goes back for more. We're transmitting already. We've Double been doing bad. that for years. Nobody's ever talked about that. Why aren't Except for we George Costanza? What? George Costanza. Who's a double I, dipper. I worked with I'm a Dr. double dipper. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 to me, the godfather of the oral systemic was a doctor in Buffalo. And unfortunately, he's passed. But we he realized when he opened up his first free clinic for children that most of them came back all the time with dental decay, no matter what they did, fluorides, all, all of it. And they didn't come back for six months to a year. So when they came back, they were full of decay again. We have seen this in hygiene, perio, uh, caries for years. We were told it was transmittable. Most adults that do not go to the dental world or have these conditions and they can't afford to go because they're sending their children aren't really understanding that if you don't all get cleaned up at one time, that you're going to be keep, you're going to keep transmitting it to your children. I did not realize that. I don't think you don't realize that. It's not because they know it. 
It's because we we have not spoken about it enough. We do not speak about it. So, but people understand transmission today. If the COVID really good point. one thing, it helped us with that. Amen. All right, that's what that's it good. did. And so, you also, I don't. Before I forget, I did want to give a shout out to uh, our, you know, colleague and you know, mutual friend uh, Teresa Duncan. I did listen to her this week on the new CDT codes. Well done, mm-hmm. as always, Teresa. Thank you for that. Sorry, I will miss her down there. She'll have to come on the show and tell us some funny jokes. She likes John Ray. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, oh, Marge, she likes me. She likes to come make fun of me and then be Don't nice to John Ray, which is the opposite of how things are supposed to work. Teresa loves everybody. That's that's Teresa, and yeah. she's loved by thousands right. of people. Oh yeah, so, I did, for sure, uh, including yeah. me. So I'm a big fan. She's the one that holds me down when I want to yell at somebody. I, I I do not. I will not do that. And so now I know I will keep Teresa away. You and me will go out so I, you can yell at people. <laughs> she keeps me from telling people off. <laughs> yes. Um, so for the folks that want to go out and they just want to code whatever they want, right? They don't want to read any books. They don't want to do any education. They're just like, I'm going to code whatever I want. I'm a clinician. I haven't looked at a book in 10 years. What do you think? What do you say to that person? Uh, I hope they like wearing orange because that's orange the, is the new black. end result. Orange is the new black, you know, if you code whatever you want. Or pinstripes. They still do pinstripe. Well, or pinstripe orange. But I know that I'll never wear orange on a full-time Why? basis. Okay? No, not going to happen. Gotcha. You're not so, a you know, like, listen, you better, you, there, there are doctors that say I'm doing it for years and that's good. It's working for me. And, and then all of a sudden I'll get a call that they are being audited. Okay. So for all of our listeners, I'm just trying to bait her into doing, she has a specific rant. Yes. Of Maybe course. she's going to save that for the insurance extravaganza. Or she tells you, she asks you if you're crazy. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so I, you won't do it on this show. Maybe next time when I have you on the show, I'll bait you into it because I think it's hilarious. And I do have a little meme on it. Um, but that's that's just between you and me for right now. Okay. Um, we'll give a shout out to everybody that is participating at the insurance extravaganza. Christine, Teresa, Jan, Nick, what's up? Steve, Olivia, Colleen, and Lynn. Mm-hmm. Um, it is going on in Orlando when? February 2nd and 3rd. February 2nd and 3rd this no, year. No, 3rd and 4th. Sorry. 3rd and 4th. I'm terrible. Okay. In Sheridan, Lake Monta Vista. And the weather is perfect. Perfect weather. Awesome. Perfect weather. Well, if people want to find out more, how do they do that? All they have to do is either contact me by phone, 914-450-2906, or go on the website, dentalmedicalbilling.com, and all of the information, discount tickets for all kinds of things while you're in Orlando, uh, feel free. I'm waiting for you. Okay. 
Awesome. Well, Christine, I would really, it's been awesome catching up and I want to thank you very much for coming on to the show and sharing your knowledge. I got a lot out of it and I know that our listeners did too. Um, for those out there in dental business, listener land, if you would like to send us some feedback, uh, feel free to do so. You can hit me up on Instagram at Pat underscore J underscore O'Rourke. Um, you can go to dentalbusinessradio.com. Also on your favorite Apple iTunes. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsor, which would be me. And I'd also like to thank Christine Taxon for coming on the show and our producer, John. Thanking himself, John. Right. And and John Ray, producer John Ray, who is the the Jam Master Jay to my run DMC. Thank you, John. And to the Business Radio X family. Um, With that, until next time.